Imagine loving your life after 40 the natural mind, body, and spirited way. And how about feeling energized and excited about your future whilst managing symptoms of aging and menopause naturally so that you feel at home in your body and life? Welcome to the Naturally Wise Woman 40 Plus Podcast, the podcast for women that are ready to create the life they really want naturally, in community, and in joy. Here is your host, holistic health coach, psychotherapist, yoga, Nia, and mindfulness instructor, Suzanne McAllister. We had well my guest for today. I'm very, very excited to have you on here. We've been trying to catch up for a few weeks and now we'll have an official interview to catch up, which is a bit of a different kind of thing. But um, yeah, so welcome to the um, Naturally Wise 40 Plus Women podcast. And I would really love you to tell us a little bit about yourself. And um, so me and Sandy, we know each other and we're part of the Council of Experts. And maybe tell us a little bit about that too. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you, Suzanne. It's really nice to be here. I know we've been trying so hard. We have we have lots of miles and hours between us, so it's hard to um, kind of get our schedules lined up, but I'm glad to be here. And I love the work that you do. I, um, you know, I just want to commend you for that. So um, let's see. The Council of Experts I joined uh, the menopause uh, Facebook group, the menopause support group, uh, quite a while ago, maybe about a year ago. And you know that it's administrated through Gwen Harris and she is amazing. And what was happening was I was kind of going through that site and recognizing that um, it is a support group so the intention is for women who are in any stage of menopause to be able to go on there comfortably, share what's going on with them without judgment. And what Gwen's intent was for that site was to create a safe place for women to do that. But what I wasn't seeing a whole lot of was solutions. Not that there aren't any, but it seemed like um, skills were tipping more toward the problems, the challenges, um, the frustration with the experience that women go through in menopause versus the solutions, the celebrations, and the other side of that. So I had approached Gwen and uh, just said, you know, full disclosure, I'm a nutrition coach. I'm a, you know, I'm a fitness professional, and I have some things that I know can help these women. Um, let me jump in. And, and at that time, the rules were very, very closed. It was a very closed group. And I think I was only the second person to on the council to approach Gwen. And it, very shortly after that, she decided, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's open this up. And it has just blossomed into uh, the council of experts that she has put together with the two of us and Oh, I'm not even going to try to name everybody because if I do, I'm sure that I will leave somebody out. But it is truly a powerhouse team of women that are here to serve women at any stage of menopause, just to try to make their lives a little bit better, give them some answers because it's very hard to find answers and some solutions, you know, some professionals, some experts to work with like you and I. Uh, to improve their experience through this amazing transition in life. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll be cruising together, which is a very exciting thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> the cruises are amazing. And I want to just talk about that for a second because we had in October, we had our first cruise. And I think there were only three of us that are on the um, council of experts, there were only three of us that um, on the council so far, and at that time it wasn't even called the council of experts, but whatever. Um, so we went on this cruise with a handful of 
women who also decided to join us on this cruise. And it was kind of like, kind of feeling things out. I think the idea of doing cruises is brilliant. Um, but knowing exactly how that comes together and what women want out of that experience was another thing. So it was a great way to kind of test the waters, if you will, mm. <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> um, and see how it would go. Now, for me personally, I consider myself to be a little bit of an introvert. I know people don't really believe that, but I work from home all the time. Days can go by where I don't leave my house. Um, I love talking with people, but you know, just it, I'm I'm comfortable right here, right now, and you can't see my pajama bottoms, but that's all I got. So, so that's me. And so I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to go on this cruise, and I decided not to bring any guests with me because I just wanted to make myself available anytime, anywhere, to anyone that wanted to chat or or whatever, hmm. chat or go to the gym and work out or go for a walk on the deck or get some nutrition coaching or anything like that. I just wanted to be 100% available. Uh, but I was a little bit nervous, like, oh, I, I just, it's not, it's not me. I've never been on a cruise before. And I have to tell you, my experience on that cruise was amazing. I can't tell you much about Alaska, even though that's where we went. <laughs> Um, I would love to go back again with my son and my boyfriend or whatever, but um, it was not about the destination at all. Now, we have some pretty amazing destinations coming up in 2020, and I think that some of those cruises might be a little bit more about the destination, um, mm -hmm. but a, what a beautiful balance. And what happened on this cruise was, um, you know, at first, all these women kind of came together and we had a couple of opportunities to get together as a group and socialize or whatnot. And a typical human nature, everybody was maybe a little bit guarded and feeling things out and what do you do? What do I do? How can you help me? Or, you know, just that sort of thing. And what wound up happening was by the end of the week, the relationships that were established were amazing. Like, I feel like I made friends on that cruise that will be friends for life from all around the world. Um, it was really quite remarkable, and I absolutely cannot wait to do it again. We had a great time. We were dancing every night. We had, um, we had private cocktail parties. We had champagne painting parties together, um, and there was plenty of me time too. There was plenty of time for me to just kind of go off on my own and do my own thing or go for spa treatments or go for hikes in Alaska mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's opportunities for group things and opportunities for us to do things alone. So I think that um, not to mention the, the teaching, the um, you know, the courses that we're going to be sharing with women on these cruises is really going to be remarkable. I don't know of another opportunity that women have to get so much um, in one place. So mm -hmm. it's they're going to be incredible. And I, I'm sure that you'll put your affiliate link um, yes. attached mm -hmm. to this so that people can go on and see where the cruises are next year, learn a little bit more about them and even reserve their cabins early if they want to. So I think they should reserve their cabins early because I think it's going to be amazing. I'll be going on the May cruise and I'll be going on the August cruise. So that's going to be, wow, <laughs> the fjords of Norway. So I hope, are you, which ones are you going to be on? I'm going on all four. Are you going on all four? Well, that is going to be incredible. And it's also women traveling on their own, you know. It's not just, oh, because it's women going through menopause. Sometimes women are just like, they're in a state where they might have, you know, like my husband passed six years ago. I do have a new partner now. But I love traveling on my own as well. And then to be completely on your own is not such a good idea. But if you go and you can be part of a group, how incredible is that? And yeah, the workshop outlines that I've seen so far, I'm so super excited about this. And we'll definitely yeah. be going hiking and working out together, <laughs> working off I that champagne it. and that wine and um, all the good things. That we will be. Yes, I'll be posting all about it in the show notes. 
And um, so I'd love to, to talk a little bit about your work that you do from home, because I know you have a studio from home. You also do some mm -hmm. online work, um, just mm -hmm. as I do. And yeah, I'd love you to give the ladies a little bit of um, practical things that they can do, because as you said, there's, there's um, not that many solutions out there, or we don't know where we're going to look. And, um, you know, when we start to Google our symptoms, when we go through menopause, it can be quite a shock because you know like when we use dr google what can happen it can be completely blown out of proportion so yeah i'd love you to um talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in your body while we mm -hmm. go through menopause and maybe giving strategies of improving your experience through the life transition so what is your best advice or maybe some of the best advice that you have for now because i'm mm -hmm. sure i'm going to have you back plenty of time on this amazing podcast <laughs> Oh, yeah, tell me a little bit. <laughs> I would love to come back. Um, so the way that I work with women is, is two ways. One, I do have a studio and an office in my home where I do some private one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have a good amount of clients. Um, United States is a pretty big place. Um, and I have uh, clients from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. So um, it's a pretty broad spectrum. And in that way, I work with clients very much like you and I are talking now um, via video conference. Um, and I run, a, I have a series of programs that I um, work with women to improve their, improve their symptoms, but to really start back at the beginning. So isn't it true that, you know, the women in my experience have been through they've maybe gained and lost the same 10 or 25 or 50 or 100 pounds, maybe not 100 pounds, but so many times, right? Mm -hmm. It's so hard to lose that weight and keep it off without a real understanding of why we use food. And this mm -hmm. doesn't really just mm -hmm. apply to menopausal women, although it certainly does. It applies mm -hmm. to weight loss or women in general. And I usually start my programs with the mindset shift. And I know that you dive pretty deep into this yourself as well, but it's so important. And that's the reason why these 30 day quick fixes or mm. supplement companies, you know, I think the reason, and this is just in my own experience is that if you adopt a style of clean eating, whole foods, indulging in moderation, um, you're going to have a better result overall. Your body's just going to function more efficiently. You will be more nutritionally balanced. Um, it's not the supplements that do that. It's the food. So food is, food is medicine in that way for us. Um, in terms of menopausal symptoms, it has been my experience that when we can eliminate or at least minimize things like caffeine, sugar, alcohol on a regular basis, we start to notice things like, you know, increased weight loss, increased fat loss on our bodies, less hot flashes, uh, less mood swings because we are better to, we are better able to sleep at night. And stress is such a big, big, big part of this, right? So um, here's here's what I what I notice as women, particularly, we are nurturers, right? So we have children. We nurture our children as they as they grow up. We have spouses or significant others, families, homes. We nurture those relationships. We are the cheerleaders in our lives, right? Um, we have businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. We nurture our businesses. Yeah. But what mm -hmm. happens as we enter this stage of life, which by the way, I don't think the previous generation, at least in the Western culture, has prepared us for what happens to our bodies at this stage of life. Mm. So what happens is we get to this stage of our lives. Now, our children are going off to college. I was just visiting colleges this past week with my son. Um, mm. Our elderly parents are 
passing on. It's part of life, right? And maybe we're thinking about retirement. So now our whole identity as women, the nurturers, has changed. And what we're left with oftentimes is a very empty feeling or a place that does not feel purposeful. And it's a big question mark. And what happens with those feelings oftentimes is we tend to um, we tend to use food to kind of swallow those feelings and not deal with them. But I but I think the conversation really needs to be opened up and and that's something that everyone on our council of experts is doing, and that's what we're doing right here, right now, is we're having the conversation about menopause, about not just the physical changes, not just the reduction in um, estrogen that our ovaries are producing, that's a process that happens um, naturally that we're not prepared for, but also there's a whole other process that happens for us emotionally and spiritually and mentally at this stage of our lives, and it can be a huge opportunity or it can be a very, very scary place. Yeah. And so I address those things in my program before we even get into adding in um, nutritionally balanced foods that will bring about whole health. Mm. What a good so, idea that well, is, <laughs> because that's where it all starts, doesn't it? It starts with what is actually going on for us. And emotional eating is such, I think we all do it and we all look at um, celebrations. They're all, you know, like, I don't know, you just had Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays coming coming up. They're all the things where when we celebrate and we go together, it always goes together with eating too much and overeating and treats are the things that do we really treat ourselves with things that are high in fat and high in sugar and not really make us feel good in our body and why do we do that it's a cultural thing isn't it mm. it's true and I, I mean i love to eat and i love those treats as much as the next person yeah, does and culturally speaking i think that most cultures we do celebrate with food we break bread we sit and we have you know we talk and we enjoy food and it just seems to be part of it but um Certainly here in the U.S., <laughs> you know, there's a there's a lot of food abuse, and there people don't really understand their relationship with food, um, and a, and we can tend to use it as a drug. Yes, um, I think that's the the self soothing that we're doing through food, and I and I I love food, I love cooking, I love eating. Um, but I, I, I do feel we've lost the ability to really connect our bodies. And I think that's where our work really, really connects women to each other and to, the, to their own bodies. And I, I love that about your work. And um, so let me, let me ask you a question about, because, um, you know, I have the, in my menopause support group, I actually ask, hey, I have this expert coming on my podcast. What, what would you like to know? And apart from 7,000 questions, there's also the thing about, but why I like, I eat like a lettuce leaf and I still can't lose the weight. I exercise and what is going on in my body in that time? So do you want to answer that one? So our bodies are supposed to change, hmm. right? We're getting, um, we're getting older. Um, our, we're losing, we're not producing as much estrogen as we once did. If we, I think we all store fat in different places, um, and that can tend to shift to our midsections at this stage of our lives. The other thing that we really need to address is our stress level, um, because stress releases hormones that will make us eat a little bit more, right? And and the thing, you know, as a as an athlete, I have always used. Um, exercise as a stress reliever and exercise actually creates it's a stressor on our bodies and mm -hmm. we don't realize that and so I think what we've always done uh, which is eat less exercise more yeah it doesn't work for us anymore no. you know so I encourage the women that I work with in terms of their fitness to really keep their workouts short but intense 
so under 30 minutes if possible, with weights three times a week, and then the rest of the time, you know, yoga, um, long walks, those kinds of things go a much farther way and because it reduces the mental and the physical stress mm. that we put on our bodies and it helps to balance our hormones a little bit better. Um, and the eat less thing doesn't necessarily work either. So I think working with someone who understands nutrition can help us tune into our bodies, like you said, and recognize what our body's asking for. You know, like, am I hungry or am I just eating because it's lunchtime? You know, it's 12 o'clock. Am I, am I um, eating because I feel the responsibility to finish everything on my plate? Or am I satisfied and I'm gonna, I don't need to eat the rest of this food? So I think tuning into those, those hunger cues, and like you said earlier, getting in touch with what our body's asking for, and if we're tired, go to bed or take a short nap. Um, it can be very rejuvenating, but we, instead, I think we tend to turn to things like caffeine and sugar and um, alcohol to either wake us up or help us you know, go to bed. So certainly good sleep rituals are beneficial, um, tuning into your body, um, and also just recognizing, uh, that we are changing and we're not going to look like a 20 year old, like we did in our twenties anymore. I know I don't, (laughs) um, but I'm grateful for the body that I have for the way that it serves me for, there's a lot of things that I can't do anymore that I used to do when I was younger, but what I choose to focus on are the things that I can do really well. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I, that I do and the things that I focus on. And I think that mindset shift and that, you know, switching from self-loathing um, or that negative self-talk, that self-sabotage to um, more of a self-love is really important and there's a lot of ways to do that including through meditation and journaling and talking to yourself in the mirror each day or or writing just jotting down three things that you really like about yourself you know maybe it's your eyes maybe it's your hair maybe it's your tummy or your arms or whatever it is you had a you had a beautiful pedicure and your nails look great whatever it is um don't be afraid to call yourself out on the nice things that you like about yourself. So I think that's, um, you know, those shifts are really important. There's a level of acceptance there. And then there's a level of sort of self-care and self-nurturing. I also get a lot of people who think that they eat really well, that they're doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. But when we start writing things down or sort of getting into it, we realize Oh, maybe, you know, yeah, so I had egg whites and whatever, just, I'll just, I'm recommending, but you know, I had egg whites and spinach and mushrooms for breakfast. And then at lunchtime I had a big salad with chicken. And then at dinner I had fish and steamed broccoli, which is fantastic. Mm. But you Mm. forgot to mention that cookie that you grabbed in the lunchroom, um, you know, or the, nighttime snacking that we tend to do in the evening if we're not getting everything that we need earlier in the day so yeah yes sometimes sometimes we there's no shortage of information on what we can do to lose weight but oftentimes our goals and our or our intentions and our behaviors don't line up do they Mm, no and that's kind of where that self-sabotage comes from so there's a way to slow down and ask yourself, is this, is this getting me closer to my goal or is it moving me in the other direction? And how am I really going to feel after this meal or this, or how can I make this meal 1% better? Yeah. You know, other than cutting out all the carbs or changing the way that you eat 
completely all at once, which doesn't really ever seem to work, just how can you make small improvements? I spoke with a woman on the phone today for about an hour and I said, tell me something that you can do consistently, consistently on a scale of one to 10 at about an eight or a nine that you know are good for you. And she said, I could drink more water and I could go to bed a little earlier. Like that's a great place to start. If you incorporate both of those things into your life for the next two weeks, you're going to feel different in two weeks. Absolutely. So you're giving us so, so many pearls of wisdom here already. And so many, see, that's why you're such a naturally wise woman. And <laughs> why I have you on the podcast. So many wise pearls already. So I really love mm -hmm. the, the, that you spoke about the self-talk, you know, to find the thing and to, with the level of acceptance, because I do feel sometimes we're like trying to chase this body and always sees the negative thing, can't do this, or that will never be, or you think, oh my God, like all the wrinkles and whatever it is. And to really look, finding um, the gratitude and the things that you can do well, as you, as you said, I do this, I find the things that I can do well and I do them really well. I mean, that is such a pearl of wisdom for, for everybody. And mm. then to find a thing that you can do every day and implement it. So if this client of yours goes to bed for a whole year every day and gets her sleep, her cortisol level, her stress levels will naturally decrease and she'll be feeling like a completely different person. Also, if she um, has her, the water intake that you would have recommended to her. So I've, I really love that. That's a, such a good idea and really practical things that we can do every day that help us and to mm -hmm. figure out um yeah the, the blocks also what we tell ourselves often mm -hmm. because it's very subconscious mm -hmm. sometimes isn't that what we yeah. say yeah i do feel it really is yeah. and and for and for a lot of women who carry excess um you know it's not always about weight loss is it no and for more and more of the women that I work with, it's not about weight loss. Like I have women that come to me that look perfectly fit and healthy and they want to participate in my program. And it's that mental shift mm -hmm. that they're looking for, you know, or, or maybe they don't eat great or they don't feel well, you know, um, and they can switch those things through, uh, nutrition and some, just some lifestyle habit changes you know yeah. but it's as getting back to the the menopause stage you know as women so there's a couple times in our lives when we have big big hormone changes right the first is in adolescence when we start menses and but it to me it was explained as like you're a woman now right because after menses Technically, not that you would want, but technically, yeah, you could. you're able to bear children, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so it's a celebration. It's a rite of passage. Mm. We're women now, and that's a big deal. And then the next time it happens um, is through a pregnancy, right? So we become pregnant. We bear children. We, there's lots of hormone changes that happen during that time. And I've been pregnant once. I've had one child. And... I was treated like a queen during my pregnancy, oh. even by total strangers. Oh. And, <laughs> and then menopause came, and I don't know about anyone else out there. Well, I do know a little bit about others out there because I've done quite a bit of research, but I wasn't given any heads up. My mother never talked about menopause, and now she's very elderly, and her mental health is declining a bit, and it's she's not available for me to ask. Yeah. But I don't remember her um, talking about menopause or complaining about symptoms. I do know that she had kind of a shift in her behavior and she appeared to be kind of unhappy. I noticed that she was using alcohol a lot more, mm -hmm. um, but I never understood why. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, she never talked about it. And so when I got to this stage of my life, I'm like, well, what happened to the female body that I've been celebrating all this time? And suddenly I feel like, like the title of your podcast says, what is happening to my body? Mm -hmm. and, and what do I do about it? Yeah. You know? So I go to my doctor and she says, oh, 
you you know, we ran some numbers, did some blood tests, and I wasn't, you know, in menopause yet. You know, that's a day. So your estrogen levels decline, decline, yeah. decline. Up until that point, it's perimenopause. And then the day that you haven't menstruated for 12 months is menopause, and then you're postmenopause. So mm-hmm. I, wish, <laughs> I wish I'd had a big party on that day. <laughs> But I didn't. I missed it. So yeah. anyone out there keeping a calendar, and if you're still menstruating, go ahead and write down the date of your last period, and then you know, make sure you plan a a, a big party. A big party. I didn't do that either. <laughs> um, but you know, we just didn't have any warning, and she said, no. you know, you're going to gain weight, and I suggest that you go buy bigger clothes. I mean, my doctor actually told wow. me these things, and I thought. Hell no, I am not, I'm not going down that, that road. Uh, so I started real, that's when I really started diving deep into, uh, what could I do naturally to mm. improve my own experience? And I did a lot of research. I spent hours learning thousands of dollars being educated and, um, and, uh, you know, I am healthy, happy. I still have hot flashes. Um, night sweats are getting better. I mean, I still have some symptoms or, you know, not all great experiences, but I just call it out. I mean, I've been speaking publicly publicly and had a big old hot flash and sweat dripping and I just call it out and say what it is. And some women are embarrassed by it, but I don't, I think they probably go through it themselves and they don't know what to call it or don't know what to do with it. So I think it's up to us to just call it what it is and not be ashamed of it or embarrassed by it, but Mm. just let your daughters know. I also feel that a hot flush actually tells us something. It actually, you know, when I ask myself, oh, so what is my body? And often it is when I'm stressed or I'm rushing or I'm angry at something, I'm like, there's this surge of energy or when I'm super nervous. So it was my, my book launch on Saturday and I was speaking and I had a hot flush right in the middle and it's like super hot in Australia anyway. I'm like, and I was um, launching my homeopathic range of products and one of them is how to be in a hot flush. And I said, I think I'll have to go over to my shelf now and get my, get my spray out because right here, right now, this is what it is. But I do feel... The more the kinder we are to ourselves what you say like well when we call it out or i said well this is what happened to me right now and i mean they could see it but yeah i, I do feel our hot flushes talk to us as well very I much agree. for true and yeah as to to your mom my mom passed when she was only 43 so i had nobody to ask and i really i didn't know what was going on and i was burned out um that that was two years ago i i went and i never go to a doctor so i found a functional doctor and i went and i said i don't know what's going on and she did all the tests and then she said oh yeah you're perimenopausal but your hormones um that they're not the problem your problem is your stress levels so my stress levels were crazy high because i think i kept it all together after my husband passed for six years so i was the main breadwinner i had a 12 and a 16 year old when he passed And so I just ran around and trying to do everything as I could. And then my body caught up with me. And then I had to really learn how to be gentle. And I I was a nutritional therapist by then already, but I really had to um, have a taste of my own medicine, (laughs) which was really good. And yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about, uh, ask you a little bit about your approach. So we had some really good strategies that you gave um, our listeners and then, you were talking to me about a whole food approach. Is that, would you like to tell a little bit about that? What your whole food approach is before, well, after. Yes. <laughs> so, so very simply, um, I'd like to think of it this way. If it ran, swam, grew, or flew, mm-hmm. it's a whole mm-hmm. food. If not, then it's not a whole food. Now, it's very hard to go from a from some diets like if you're used to eating fast food if you're a um you know in a busy family and you're used to ordering out or eating out frequently um it's very hard to go from that to 
eating whole foods mm. all the time. My, uh, my approach is an 80-20 rule. So if you can stay on, pl- on plan, you know, and the plan is yet to be developed, you can stay on plan 80% of the time, mm. then that 20% of the time when Thanksgiving Day comes or the holiday work party comes, that 20% of the time isn't going to have any impact on your overall success mm-hmm. at all. A day doesn't make a big difference when you're looking at lifetime changes. And the only way to make those lifetime changes is to introduce them very slowly, which is why the 30-day quick fixes don't work, yeah. the 60-day programs. I'm actually running a seven-day um, Eat Better Challenge um, in two weeks. So it's like the week before Christmas. And I'm not charging a dime for it. It's totally free. But it's desi- It's not people aren't going to meet their weight loss goals in that seven days. No. But what will happen is it will just be enough of an annoyance <laughs> or enough of a, enough accountability, enough of a um, reminder of what your intentions are because we gain seven to 10 pounds typically in the States here between Halloween and New Year's. That's the average weight gain, which is wow. a lot. Yeah. So we, I like to run these, throw in these little like free challenges just to help people stay on track or remind themselves, oh, I, oh yeah, I can do this, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah, I forgot about that little tip. Or when I go to the party, I don't have to stand over the buffet to have every conversation. I can go to the other side of the room or I can make it about the conversation. And I love about the that. Food. You just remove you know, yourself far away. Things like that. I love little that. tips and tricks like that. Um, so my approach in all my programs is very much the same. And, you know, not everything works the same for everybody. Mm. So while I have a pretty general approach to gradually introducing these new habits or these new little changes that done over a long period of time consistently will yield very big results. Mm -hmm. Um, I introduce them slowly. And then after about three months, we start to look at the individual. Okay. We start to look at things like maybe food intolerances. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We look at for some people, they hit a plateau and they might, it might be time to introduce something like um, maybe an intermittent fasting or look at the times of day that they eat, um, if they're eating close to their workouts or not. Yeah. Um, some people have good success with like the keto diet I know is very popular right now. Mm. It's definitely mm. not for everybody. And it's, and I wouldn't recommend it as a place to start, no. but, um, mm-hmm. but it's certainly something that for the right person at the right time can be very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and people maybe with, um, different health issues, there are different things that approaches that you can take to also minimize those symptoms or get people off medications entirely, which is a thrill for people, right? Nobody wants to be on medicine if we don't have to be. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. my approach is not very cookie cutter, although the baseline things that I introduce in my programs will generally work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we really individualize it and get into the details. Once you have the basics down, I like to say, don't mow your lawn while your house is on fire. I love that. So, <laughs> that is very true. Who would do that? So I love if you're eating and your life is all completely out of control, yes. then going to a keto diet or any other diet or supplement isn't going to work for you, no, right? No. You want to get back to bringing the basics first, get, get hydrated, get a good night's sleep, bring down the stress level, get in five servings of fruits and vegetables a day, eat clean protein, like 
do the basics first. Get comfortable with those things. Learn how to prepare your meals. And um, I don't write meal plans for my clients typically because most people don't really follow them. Um, but what I do is I teach them how to write their own meal plans based mm. on the foods that they like to eat. And sometimes we clean up their recipes a little bit so that they can keep eating kind of the same foods, but change up the ingredients a bit. Wow, that is amazing. And you're going to invite our listeners to participate in your seven-day free little challenge before Christmas, did you say? we You will uh, provide us with a link that I'll be posting in the show notes so you can all join her in that and walk away from the buffet on my place is the cheese platter that always brought me down in the past. <laughs> it's one of these and things. The cheese always includes, you know, some nice bread and some processed meat. So it's a dangerous place to hang out, but dangerous place to hang out. <laughs> it's okay to nibble on a little bit, right? In moderation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you see, that's, that's the thing about the, um, yeah, the planning. I like that. And I love it that you tweak your clients, um, meal, well, meal plans or their recipes. You know, I've never heard somebody do that. So that's very, very amazing that you do that. All right. So where can our listeners find you, by the way, you want to tell us a little bit about where they can find you and your website. And, um, I'll be posting that in the show notes as well for you. Yes, I appreciate that. So my website is heartwellfitness.com and it's H-E-A-R-T, like your heart. Oh. Well, W-E-L-L, fitness, all one word, dot com. Um, I also sent you a link uh, where people can, um, they can either join my, my private group on that link. They can contact me directly in that link. Um, and they can download a free gift, which happens to be a seven day meal plan with some recipes attached, which is, awesome. which is great. Mm -hmm. That's your thing. Um, so there's lots of options there. That's probably a great way to reach out. And then, yeah, my seven day challenge, uh, registration on that closes on the seventh. It's totally free. Um, and you'll get some really good tips to kind of get you through the holiday season feeling great. And it will be a great jump start to 2020. Nice. 2020 is going to be an amazing year. I, I think so. Because we're going to meet in person. I can't wait for that. I'm so excited about that. And we're cruising together. And um, yeah, 2020 vision, this whole thing. Well, I'm really excited about that. And we'll be co-writing we'll um, co a book together. Yes, we are writing a book together. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up. I just scheduled my two days of writing in there because there's a deadline on that. Just before I let you go, Sandy, I have a personal question. So what is your non-negotiables, like the things that were you like, that you do every day, that you schedule, what you can't do without. What are your things that you are that are your non-negotiables every day? Um, there are three of them. Ooh. The first one is I drink two to three of these a day, definitely two. And <laughs> cheers to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. So half my body weight in water every day, and you can see that I'm a little bit behind today because this is my last one of the day. It's um, 6.30 here in the States oh. and I have to finish this before bed. Yeah. So um, I drink half my body weight in water every day. I, I do intermittent fasting because it works for me. So I do that every day. Um, and I eat a big salad for lunch every day. Awesome. So I get my vegetables in, I get my hydration. Um, and you know, my intermittent fasting really works well for me in two different ways. It helps me to reduce the number of calories that I eat. And it helps me to also just burn any excess fat that might be stored. Mm, that's amazing. Yes. So those are my three non-negotiables. Then yes, I love that. So your intermittent fasting window, just because I support lots of women with intermittent fasting, they do eighteen six, but I found that sixteen eight has been far gentler for them. So which one is your? What do you recommend? I. It depends on where you're starting. Yeah. So if somebody is eating from six in the morning until ten at night. 
I try to just get them to maybe shift that a little bit, depending mm-hmm. on their individual focus, their their personal schedule, their family schedule. Um, so I try to start them with 12 and 12, yeah. if they're not doing it at all. What works for me is what exactly what you said, that um, 16, 8. So I usually stop eating around 7 o'clock at night, and then I will break my fast after my morning workout at 11 o'clock. Okay, I love that. Yeah, and between that, I can drink, you know, just as much water as I want. I can drink green tea if I need caffeine in the morning, but just zero calories. And and ju- just to clarify why intermittent fasting works, um, our body's first source of accessible fuel is glycogen, right? Or things that break down to glycogen. So it's it's the sugar things, it's the um, even the carbohydrates that break down to sugar for us, it's fast energy for our bodies, which is why if you eat processed sugar, you feel that big energy surge. Um, but what happens to that glycogen, if you don't use it, it gets stored as body fat. Um, the second easiest source of energy for your body to use once glycogen has been depleted is your own stored body fat. So it generally takes us about 12 hours to burn through a day's uh, glycogen intake. So that's that first 12 hours of the fast. The second four, the the next four hours is where our bodies are typically burning excess body fat for fuel. And Mm. so it just helps to keep that from accumulating. Um, And sometimes I break my fast, um, my intermittent fasting. Again, I like to stick with the 80-20 rule, so I don't do anything perfectly, um, but those are kind of my my basics. Like if I'm having a dinner out at night and it's late, which I don't do very often, but again, this time of year, there tends to be a little bit more of that, doesn't there? So I'll, if I'm out at 8 o'clock at night and I'm having a late dinner, I'll push off my eating the next day as late as I can, but I'm not going to make myself miserable. I'll just jump back into my routine with the next 24-hour segment and no harm done. No, no, absolutely not. And I think there's just been some research out that actually talks about to really mix things up because if you're too rigid, then you just stick with this. Your body actually adapts. So to throw things a little bit around and to change things up, then your body goes oh what's happening now so that's actually a really good thing and yeah. um yeah so that's awesome and so you don't feel because some people think oh my god before i exercise i really need to eat so you don't think that that's all you know like the pre-workout drinks that people have or anything else like that you work out really well without having to fuel your body before because you're still running on the before that yeah, one. for me, for me personally, I have I don't have any problem doing, you know, doing strenuous workouts after eight, ten, twelve hours of fasting. It's yeah. not. Um, I always have plenty of energy. As a matter of fact, my workouts feel like I have more energy mm. when I do them that way. Um, I don't feel sluggish. I'm not. My body's not trying to digest something that. I, I ate previously, yeah. um, but I do have to say that it really depends on the person. Mm. So if you have a health condition or you take a medication mm. that requires you to have food with it, or if you are a diabetic, um, intermittent fasting is probably not the best thing for you, which is why we can't just go out and be grabbing these these popular fad diets and trying to apply them to our lives because you'd be doing yourself more harm than good. It's always good to at least get the advice of somebody who has studied this and and read the research and can give you more of a broad picture of what might or might not work for you. Also, intermittent fasting isn't highly recommended for those who have um, maybe a history of disordered eating. that it could trigger that um, that binging or you know purging yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So we don't want to do anything to trigger. That's why again, 
these things don't necessarily, what works for me may not work for you, but you may find something that works great for you that I've tried and it just doesn't work for me. So yes, absolutely. So there's some, th some things we can do, we can apply generalizations to and other things we really just can't. I love that because that's what it's all about, isn't it? To really listen to your own body because we're not all the same. We don't all have the same prerequisites and what's going on. So thank you for clarifying that. And especially with eating disorders um, to really make sure to, you know, be gentle and to find an expert such as you. <laughs> that's awesome. So I just want to say thank you so much. So I'll be posting all these lovely things that Sandy mentioned in the show notes where you can find her. Um, I'll be dropping this before the seven starts so you can still sign up to her seven day free challenge there and also get these lovely recipes. And that also includes some recipes for the holidays. So you can still enjoy your food, but um, not overindulge. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy, it was lovely. And I will see you in our yes. little tribe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, and congratulations again on your book. Yes, that your, was... Your most recent book, I should say. Yes, that was an amazing party on Saturday. I'm still recovering. <laughs> it was just, wow. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sandy. Well, Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thank you so much. So this was Sandy Hartwell. And let me tell you a little bit about Sandy. So Sandy Hardwell lives in Simi Valley with her teenage son, Charlie, and her dog, Gracie. She's a certified nutrition coach and a personal trainer, owner of Hardwell Fitness and Health Coaching, and creator of Sandy Hardwell's Next Level Living Club, a private online group for health-minded women. She's been supporting inspiring women in person and online for 15 years. Her passion and her speciality are helping menopausal women shift their mindset, nutrition, and lifestyle to reduce symptoms naturally reclaim their identity and stop suffering in silence. When she's not coaching, training or out speaking publicly to women, she can be found gardening, cooking or on the hiking trails. So this was our lovely Sandy Hardwell, who is also part of the Council of Experts for the Harris Cruise that we'll be doing. And you will find my link in there as well if you want to go cruising with us, because that will be quite amazing. I can't wait for this. So I hope you enjoyed um, our episode today and you know that I'll be launching a Naturally Wise Women membership in the new year in January and I'm super, super excited about this. So what this is about is it's a membership and a tribe, my tribe of women that want to do menopause naturally. So as a nutritional therapist, I help to find out which um, supplements and nutrients you will need. I do, we do have meal plans in there that are whole foods based, a vegan plan, um, one for people that eat uh, animal protein and one for people that would like to lose some weight. There's uh, support in there, there's training in there on all subjects, menopause and how to get through it. So if you want to go on the VIP list to just find out what this is about before I launch it, because there will be some amazing benefits for you to get on there, just go on to my website, suzannemcallister.com and slash membership. That's suzannemcallister.com slash membership. The link is also there in the show notes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited. Watch out next week for the next episode. I'll have some amazing guests there for you. I have Dr. Maria coming on and she will be speaking to you about from the holistic and functional medicine point of view and how to get to menopause. Thank you.